Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Tuesday, September the 17th. This is episode 21. 21. Take it away. We can drink now. That's right. There it is. Wish I'd been drinking before you made that joke. I know. That's a um, setup joke. Yeah, it's good. My, you might notice my As voice. As we progressively get older, though, I think I can. it can get even funnier. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm waiting on that. Yeah. You might notice out there my voice sounds a little weird. I'm not feeling great today. Don't call me a hero. I'm not a hero. <laughs> I'm just here to do my job and uh, provide some entertainment to you guys. Uh, speaking of apologizing, providing entertainment, Michael, I think you have to apologize for something. I missed a very obvious uh, cat phrase. You did. And we were notified by one of our listeners. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, cat fishing. Yeah. Cat fishing is where somebody <laughs> impersonates another person on the internet in order to woo them. Yeah. Uh, I would say the most the, the most notable would be Manti Teo to me. Only because it's so odd because you're the quarterback of Notre Dame. Yeah. And you can't get a girl. What was the end result that he got catfished or he like was just, he got but at what point was he in on it or did he know that she wasn't real? I don't know. I never really got the full story. Cause didn't he like kind of just try and save face of, at some point he had to know she wasn't real and was like, yeah, she's totally real. She's dead. I, I honestly don't know. I know he kind of, he kind of died on the hill. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably the most notable catfishing thing. There is a catfish movie and then followed show. by an MTV show. Yeah. Um, some people love it. Some uh, people love catfish. It's great fried up. You got a noodle in for some catfish. It, is, it actually is a very good dirty fish. Yeah. Uh, we're setting kind of a dangerous precedent here where we're just going to apologize and then give a little rundown on stuff that we've either missed or, or uh, spoken incorrectly about on previous shows. What's it called? Where papers issue, uh, like newspapers issue... Um, uh, what, a retraction? Retractions. Or, yeah. So yeah. I think that's good on this show. I had another one where I kind of messed it up. I referenced yeah. the Cannonball Run movie being a 19... 79 movie yeah it's really a 1981 movie i felt bad about that listening to it uh it's 1981 oh. the last real race was run in 1979 okay. so my apologies fellow car Jeez. fanatics <laughs> uh but you know what? let's just be bold here if you hear us get something egregiously incorrect if we leave something off of a list let us know we'll make a, a statement about it might shout you out give you a shout out yeah Mostly just, I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're wrong about or, or leave out. So <clears throat> get a pen and paper and get ready to, to go. Take action. Yeah. Um, you had a big weekend. I think we'll get into that more later. We have a big uh -huh. weekend coming up. Georgia, Georgia Notre Dame this weekend. Taking on the Catholics. Taking on the Catholics at home in Athens in night game. I don't know where game day is this weekend, but I would imagine. I would imagine it's there. Some, uh, so this past weekend, a guy was telling me that it's not an ESPN game. It won't be game day. Oh, that makes sense. It makes sense, but I feel like they would change it. I don't know why. I mean, I guess that they can't just change it, but hmm. I don't know. It's a one versus a three versus seven matchup. Do you know the other big matches this weekend? I don't matches. have to look into it. Matches. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That I wish it's a game day there. Yeah. I don't know why it just does set a nice vibe. I'm not even, I'm not even going to be there. Why do I care if, where it is? But I like watching it in Athens. Well, I like I watching college off. game day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. like it, it being on the uh, Myers quad is pretty sweet. Yeah, no, it's really cool. But it, yeah. it sets a good vibe for the for the student body for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last time we had it, we lost. Did we? Pretty sure it was Bama in like 2008. No, we had it after that for something, and, and we did win. I think maybe like an Auburn game. Uh, what well, the we last crushed? The last one I remember, we had the Reardon for Heisman sign up, <laughs> and when we were in school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Um. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else. I don't know if you do. Any uh, no note keeping. 
no housekeeping <laughs> nothing <laughs> right now all right you got a guy who's very tired coming back from a long trip and a guy who's probably on his deathbed with a cold so uh this should be an interesting this is gonna be a good one michael tell me what you know about cbd oh this was a shout a, out my mother shout out mom <laughs> uh cbd so cbd is an element or a chemical element found chemical compound found in marijuana and is i mean different from thc cbd has like i i the way i understand it it doesn't have any of the like the psychological yeah no psychoactives no psychoactives but it gives you a nice <clears throat> relaxation or whatever the other benefits are uh which i think are still being studied yes but um i know it's a very hot topic marketing word to be using you can have cbd chapstick cbd deodorant gummy bears gummy what bears hell is that noise sorry we we uh record across the street from a construction site so if you hear stuff in the background <laughs> they're building a condo building we actually know one of the con- one of the lead guys we're we gonna do. get him on we're gonna get him on the show we're asking if we can keep it down during recordings we're gonna learn about cranes that's what my hope is all right back Anyways, to cbd sorry cbd yeah um yeah so i've looked up how to pronounce this word five times and i can't remember what it is but i'm pretty sure it's cannabidiol mm-hmm. which is what cbd stands for there right okay uh, comes from, right. It comes from, uh, weed or hemp. So it comes, it's all basically all cannabis, right? Industrial hemp, entire genus of cannabis. So when I say marijuana, is that the bat? I should say cannabis. I think so. Marijuana is a type of mm. cannabis. I mean, I'm, I'm really bad at this kind of stuff. I don't it's know. All, it's all confusing. I don't know genuses and, uh, and, uh, the rest of the, yes, the scientific naming of things. Right. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it's the second most prevalent of the active ingredients uh, of cannabis, right? <clears throat> it's an essential component of medical marijuana derived directly from the hemp plant, which is a cousin of the marijuana plant. I have it in my notes here. I could have just answered your question. There I it just is. Read, read my notes. Yeah. But like you said, it doesn't get you high. Uh, it doesn't have that psychoactive uh, bit that THC has. Um, your body actually has the endocannabinoid system. So it's got these receptors, mm-hmm. which make it you know very easy to, to bring in the, the, the CBD as well. Hmm. Uh, so let's talk legality. Is it legal? Um, pretty much all 50 states have laws legalizing CBD with, with varying degrees of restriction right now. Uh, it's still considered to be in the same class as marijuana, so it gets a little sticky. Does, um, uh, does CBD fall under medical marijuana only? So if you are in a state that has medical marijuana, you can have CBD products? Or, or is CBD more... more does CBD it's, need to be outlawed again by right? So I think it needs to be outlawed again, again right? Because okay. it's essentially it's hemp, and hemp is legal. And hemp's legal. It's gonna be pretty hard to prohibit, right? Yeah. Uh, so even in places where like it's the same class as marijuana, they don't really habitually enforce against it. Okay. Uh, huh. You mentioned it's got some health benefits. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people like um, people that have seizures. Right. Uh, so that was the kind of the strongest thing, the Dravet syndrome, I believe it is, or uh-huh. the, the Lennox Gestalt syndrome, which are si- syndromes that children typically have for with, with seizures. And a lot of the, a lot of them don't typically respond to the anti-seizure med- medications where CBD has kind of played a role in, in, in lessening these or lo- lowering the, the amount of times it happens as well as lessening, I think the seizures are having as well. I've heard stories that are just pretty miraculous almost. People yeah. say like, their child takes some CBD and they become almost a different person. Well, I saw like the Dravet syndrome. They have super hard, uh, super, super hard seizures. Yeah. Very, very, uh, bad seizures. And, uh, it's like, I got a high mortality rate as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of 
really help for that. Apart from a series of that kind of stuff, uh, anxiety. So mm-hmm. people with insomnia, the CBD can help you fall asleep, help you stay asleep. Studies are showing that at least chronic right. pain, uh, it helps lower inflammation. Um, it can it inhibits inflammatory and neuropathic pain, which are basically two of the diff- most difficult types of pain to treat from what I've found. Hmm. Um, the big problem with it is that it's currently marketed and sold as a supplement. So the FDA doesn't have any kind of regulations for safety or the, or the purity of, of dietary supplements. Right. So you don't know what you're taking. Supplements is a crazy industry in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. You can just, you could make your own supplement and just sell it. You can. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, um but yeah, that, that would make sense that you don't really know what, what you're getting and therefore can be, maybe you get something bad. Maybe. Right now. I mean, you can, you can go on like, I'm, I guarantee you there's a million websites out there that have like the, top 10 CBD products and they're probably all pretty well rated and peer peer reviewed in terms of, uh, well, it's, using and them, so. it's not really in anybody's best interest to, uh, hurt somebody else for sure. So if you're trying to run a business that is not just gonna, you know, only be open for a week, yeah. uh, you would like to deliver something yeah. good. Have you ever tried CBD yeah. at all? Um, I don't think I've tried CBD on its own. Yeah. Like, like a C, like a, I know it's delivered well, through droplets yeah, or oil, there's, there's multiple ways. Different ways to consume. There's the sublingual tinctures, which are those drops you drop under your tongue and leave huh. it for about 30 seconds and then swallow. Uh, so ingestion, edibles, or put it in your food or drinks. So gummies, drops in your food, drops mm-hmm. in your drinks. I'm interested to try Topical it. creams. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so you can just get it through your skin? Yeah, and I think you can vape it as well. You can, oh. see, Which is probably not a great idea. Yeah, maybe not the anymore. vape. Uh, let's, can we touch on that? For, let's take a little break here. They're going to start outlawing yeah. flavored pods now. I'm not surprised. Six people die. They're gonna off these flavors. Well, I mean, pods. as it relates to like the gun aspect, like all these people dying. You know, I'm sorry to take it in that direction, but it is funny. Yeah, you. It is an issue. But what I find funny too is about um, Trump came out and said something about it. I just don't think he likes it because he has this like more romantic feeling around people smoking a cigarette. Maybe. And he just doesn't like people sucking on a on a memory stick. Yeah. Not not that he knows it, anything. Right. But um, but I found it funny that it's sort of just from this like stigma, like you millennials and this right. stupid thing. I don't know. Smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Man up. Yeah. As we learned last week, don't be a pussy. It's a good cat phrase. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like the- we our <clears throat> full, our whole show is just one Larry David circle joke. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a mango jewel pod is a good guy with a mango jewel pod. <laughs> our society is weird. Yeah. All right, sorry, back to CBD. So yes, and then you can vape it as well, which mm. we don't recommend doing. You'll get popcorn lung, you'll die. That's what they're calling it, popcorn lung? I think that's something. You start breathing in and you get like the... Oh, oh weird. <laughs> Here, let me try it. <laughs> it sounded pretty clean. <clears throat> it sounded good to me. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, the cost kind of varies. Okay. Just because... I don't really know. I mean, they said you can get for like a milliliter. It could be anywhere from, sorry, for one milligram, it could be anywhere from a fraction of a cent to one and a half cents. So if you get, I don't know the conversions, but like a 500 milliliter bottle, you know, that you go up to like 75 bucks Bucks. or something like that. And then I saw, so I got, I saw some products. I went on Huffington post. They had a, they had a list of the best CBD products. You get a Charlotte's web rebalance bundle. It's a 30-day supply of extra-strength 35-milligram capsules, a topical balm, and a journal to help you start your wellness journey. <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny. That's the, that's, so that's 88 bucks. Now, they also sell a St. Jane Luxury Beauty Serum, which is a facial oil uh, with 500 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD. 
125 bucks. What do you need CBD to be injected into your topical creams? I just don't get it. Well, I think it helps with inflammation and stuff like that. It, oh. it, it's, uh, it's soothing. Oh. Put so it on like, your lower back. You probably use it on your back. Oh. Your shoulder. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But is it, I wonder if it's so concentrated where you, uh, am I going to like fall asleep if I put it on my shoulder? Just, or is it like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like if, if you use, C, if CBD is useful to help you fall asleep. Yeah. I, so I think Is it just sort of general? Like, oh, we, we're not so specialized yet to be like, this is just for muscle relaxation. Well, it's also right. going to put you to sleep. Definitely more studies need to happen because people, yeah. the dose, there's not even a known dosage of mm-hmm. what's correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that if it's like a topical cream, I would imagine that's more like centralized. Right. Yeah. Or like a more like in, a, in an area. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you're using the sublingual tinctures, the drops. It's um, more, uh, it's consumed with right. your digestive like tract. And it's somebody that we yeah. know uses those and helps them sleep a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. They, I, I did listen to a Joe Rogan podcast. I keep bringing it up, but the, he did have a debate we'll, we'll bleep on his, his podcast. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to publicize his. Thing. Uh, and he did have somebody on, like a, a doctor from Canada. And it does make me think, if you do want to just get the best results, I do think you should probably consult with somebody who can, who's gone, who's gone down this path with multiple yeah. people to help yeah. you figure out like, oh, you, you don't need that much or right. you well, should do it this way. Or, and like a lot of things, if you are using too much or too little, it can cause you, I think, to be you know nervous or to yeah. like, hypertensive even. So I think you probably a good idea if, if you want to be using this stuff like in a seriously... Uh, beneficial way, probably talk to a doctor. Yeah, just be like, "This is what I'm. What's going on? Would you recommend this? What? How much should I use that kind of talk thing? to the expert? The internet is not a good yeah. place to find good information. No, if you want to be cool, just go smoke a bunch of CBD. Yeah, go figure it out. I mean, you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be a lab rat though. I would rather let the doctors do the research and then tell me what they found. Yeah, but we're in an I want it now culture. That's true. Well, this is all just That's marketing. It's so it's all just marketing words. CBD. I mean, before, you know, organic, you know, uh, just, it's just, these words don't really mean anything. Yeah. Or, or they're so convoluted after a while that they, that their meaning just becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's not actually like the marketing is not actually, uh, anyway, uh, that's, that's CBD for, <laughs> from me. Uh, any questions for me? <laughs> Have you ever taken CBD? No. Would you? Yeah, Sure done way worse stuff than that <laughs> yeah uh yeah for sure i'd, I'd give it a try I, yeah. mean, I have friends that will like put it on I, I don't know if there's any kind of i guess there's a recreational use for it as well like i have, I have people that i know that'll like you know take some of the the lotion or the cream and like put it on their lower back before going to a concert this is like relaxing soothing i don't think it, it's not a high it's not a psychoactive obviously right but, right um it's like icy hot or something right yeah you know so i don't know I, I, I'll, i'd give it a try though for sure I'll do anything once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think it needs to be researched. And I'm excited. It, it's funny too, if, if you could find something that is so uh, like it comes from hemp or, or a marijuana, um, it, it takes you off of these other drugs that probably have been created that have weirder side effects and weirder things. For sure. Uh, and you're just now on something very organic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from the earth. I just want to throw this out there now. <laughs> the more I'm thinking about like, actually talking about this stuff that can actually help you at we, this is a uh for fun podcast oh. <laughs> don't take any please of consult our, your doctor yeah, don't take any of our advice at all you know we do not know michael, what we're talking about. Talk about this and it convinced me to try it <laughs> yeah yeah don't we literally have no idea what we're talking about yeah 
uh, this is this is all research you could do and probably do better in in twelve minutes of your time on the internet. Yeah, please do your own research. Yeah, well, let's move on to a topic that I think uh, you might probably do know a little bit about. To set the stage here, I have an idea of what you're going to be talking about because Michael's been gone for the last five days. Yeah, last uh, Thursday, you've made a trip out to the West Coast and back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you take it from there. Well, Michael, tell me what you know about the Cannonball Run. I have learned a lot about the Cannonball Run over the last few weeks because I spent so much time with you. Yeah. Uh, I haven't learned anything more than what you told me because I don't care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me a lot about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll give you the kind of the rundown of what I understand. It's a race, or it was a race. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still run it. Uh, essentially, who can get across the country the fastest? Mm-hmm. From Darien, Connecticut, I believe, to or maybe it's, that's where you went this time. Yeah, but somewhere on on the northeastern seaboard mm-hmm. uh, to Los Angeles, essentially. Yes, uh, the Primrose Hotel, I believe. Uh, the Portofino. The Portofino Hotel. Portofino. The Primrose. Primrose <laughs> Path. I'm leading you down the Primrose Path. <laughs> right. The Portofino Hotel. <laughs> and uh, the man who holds the record, I believe, is named Ed Bolian. Ed Bolian, who has become an acquaintance of yours over the last few years. Yes. Um, so that was a very half-assed, you know, you hit on like the biggest points that people need to know yes. essentially. So I'll let you take it. All right. So a little backstory here, a little background. Um, Ed Bullion is the current record holder of the cannonball run. It is a race across the country, but it's also just a, um, it's also there are multiple types of, of races that people have done and some aren't races. They're just solo runs. Um, but to give a little backstory on how this kind of came, came to being, um, the reason why it's called cannonball is because there's this guy, Erwin cannonball Baker back in the early 1900s who drove a motorcycle across the country, um, and set and did multiple trips like this. Now I'm totally butchering this. I'm not trying to do a full history, but that's this guy, Erwin cannonball Baker. Gotcha. So then, in the 19, oh, I just want to get the exact date of this. Hold on. It was in the 1960s, I believe, that there was a federal law setting the speed limit for highways in the country okay. at 55 miles an hour. So if you get out into Arizona, Nebraska, Montana, you're driving 55 miles an hour. Like 55 miles an hour is not, not is nothing especially in big, wide open spaces like that. And really, the freeways and the highways are meant to be driven much, much faster than that. They're they're, they're engineered for speed. So 55 miles an hour speed limit is a little ridiculous. In some ways, it's almost like extortion for just giving cops a reason to stop you and like, give me money, you drove too fast. And And so there was a movement pushed by an automotive journalist named Brock Yates. So Brock Yates was the initial founder of the Cannonball Run race, which was like an outlaw race as a, as like a protest Mm -hmm. to this 55 mile an hour speed limit. So they really did this in the 1970s, early 1970s, 1971 was the first year they ran, they ran this race. Um, They started at the Red Ball Garage in Manhattan, in New York, and drove to uh, the Portofino Inn in Los Angeles. So it's multiple people. It's a it's a full race. There are no rules. It's just get there as fast as you can. There's no rules about what kind of car you can drive. There's no rules. No rules at all. No. <clears throat> um, you have to drive though. That's the only rule, I guess. Yeah. You can't, you can't get on a uh, helicopter. Yes. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to get drive there with it. your car. Yeah. You have gotcha. to drive it. Um. So 
they ran through i think they ran seven races yeah. through 1979 okay and brock gates wrote a book about this uh there are you know zany characters doing this um you know it's like a mixture of having fun but also uh doing something dangerous and intense and you know they want to win like people wanted to win the race and so like it created a a car culture around the legend of the cannonball run yeah. like you really had an illegal road race across the country with like on real roads against real cops. You know, everyone wants to be in like a high speed chase. Like, mm-hmm. It's like a fantasy of what that would be like. You know, someone's coming to get you like right. we're running away. So there's like, it, it certainly has a, it's, it's in the folklore of car culture. So in 1981, there was a movie released called the cannonball run. And it was done in a, you know, real comedy sense. It was like kind of a okay. slapstick airplane style rat race rat race kind of thing yeah, yeah exactly <clears throat> um crazy characters burt reynolds was the the star um roger moore was in it mm-hmm. farrah fawcett dean martin sammy davis jr so in, in some ways like almost you know they still have movies like this today like expendables and yeah, yeah, yeah. over the top all of these big, different characters actors yeah so it was a it was a big movie it's not particularly good in like the, the um uh you know movie sense of the word yeah uh, like, oh, this is a great film. This, that's not yeah. what this is. And it's not even as good as like a movie like an airplane or something yeah, as yeah, funny yeah. as that. Right. But it just has, it's a cult classic. Um, I mean, people still love it and they still love the idea of the cannonball run, like just driving as fast as you can across the country. Like this American road trip, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, like That is cool. Even like a Griswold character. We're going to set out into the West mm-hmm. and like just see what happens. Go on the adventure. So, um, so after this, multiple spinoffs started happening um people kind of picked up the torch and like did whatever they kind of wanted to do with it so it kind of merged into more of a rally rather than a race okay but you can't control what people do right so if you call if you organize a rally and a rally just being like hey we're gonna party across the country load up into your van your car bring whatever we're gonna stop in uh, you know we're leaving washington dc we're gonna go up to philly and we're gonna I've got a bo- hotel booked. I've got a party room. Yeah. We'll go up, and it's more of like a party aspect. So that started with something called the Gumball Three Thousand. Right. There was other ones called um, the U.S. Express, like different different rallies, and okay. they also they did vary in legality. And, well, they're all probably illegal, right? Uh, like the Gumball Three Thousand isn't necessarily illegal. If you if you're a participant and you or break they're the all law, illegal unless you're. Oh, so they they would like I guess outlaw like. Okay. You see, what, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like you, you haven't broken the law until you break the law. Right. Right. So if you just drive the speed limit and okay, you're participating in this race. Well, the cops really don't care. Right. You didn't break the law. Right. Um, so that's where it kind of, that's where the illegality gets into it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the different spinoff things, but, but they did occur. There were multiple people that kind of formed, um, formed races and they they proliferated this into you know the 90s and into the 2000s and through today yeah um but so then there were other spinoffs of people that took this very seriously okay like looking at this problem so let's first talk about the time yeah okay so um the best cannonball run time in the 1970s i'm looking it up real quick Sorry, I didn't have time to do a full research on this, and I was yeah, you were only just on a plane out there for with six them. Hours, so yeah. How could you have researched in all that time? And and I should say, I should 
the real Cannonball Run, the name of it is the Cannonball Baker C2 Signing C2 Shining C Memorial Trophy Dash. It's a mouthful, but that's the the typical name. Yeah. And um, it mostly started from the Red Ball Garage, but one started in Darien, Connecticut. Okay. That's where we started this right. last one, Darien. Uh, they they all finished at the uh, Redondo Beach Portofino Inn. Um, so the best time was just hold on. I just want to get this right. He and Brockies as a co-driver took thirty five hours and fifty four minutes. Um, that was in the seventies. Yeah, and the, yeah, this That's is in the seventies. Yeah, not the record. <clears throat> Uh, the record for official cannonballs is 32 hours and 51 minutes set in the final run from Darien, Connecticut to Los Angeles by Dave Hines and Dave Yarborough in a Jaguar XJS in April 1979. Okay. So that was the best run that they could do in the late 70s. Okay. So what this started was from here, people trying to be like, oh, you can break, uh, you can break hours. this time. Yeah. You can, you can break 31 hour, or, right. or you can break, uh. 32 hours, yeah. 51 minutes. But that was the 70s. The, the cars, like the highways were much more empty. So the thought was, is that in modern era, it would be completely impossible to break that time. Yeah. So, well, you have better cars. Well, I guess they're not that much better cars in terms of- They're more reliable. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more places to stop. There's yeah. a lot more infrastructure. Um, but with that, it's, it's a traffic. much difference. More traffic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and a, and, a, and a lot more traffic of like, drivers who are bad drivers like really bad drivers right that was another thing another aspect of this is, is that people need to respect driving it's a privilege that's like a part of this i know it's kind of funny to think of this but like when you're sitting there texting on your phone like driving like it's bullshit like you it's it is a privilege so did you learn something uh, I, yeah i did did you try to pull your phone Thank out while you're you driving at all no 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 <laughs> no no i took this pretty seriously yeah that's good um so Bring up this next character, Alex Roy. Okay. Alex Roy is kind of a, a trust fund guy. Um, he had it in his mind. He wanted to break this time in the in the real sense of the word. If you wanted to just really think about all the science you could muster, all the engineering, what would be the best car? How should you outfit it? What would your countermeasures be? Countermeasures being like, how would you find where the cops are and stop the cops and jam their radar and you know figure it all out? Uh, there was a, a myth that in the 1970s, uh, there was like a, a plane spotter. Mm -hmm. So in his run, he had a plane over him the entire time looking ahead looking for, cops. for cops. So No rules. No, there are no rules. Like Outback Steakhouse. This was, this was one aspect where people did question the rules in this way, just because it's, it's kind of such a wussy thing to do. Yeah. Well, like, I'm oh, you're going to put a plane up there? <clears throat> Come on. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Not that this whole thing isn't crazy, but... There's like a, there's a, you, you start pushing the lines and people are like, come on, this is a little crazy. So in 2006, Alex Roy and his co-driver, David Maher, set a time of 31 hours, four minutes. And it's in a, it's documented in a movie called 32 hours, seven minutes. Okay. Uh, I recently saw a new movie that he has created from the same source material as this called Apex 2. Apex, the first one was about this hypercar and it was on Netflix. Okay. So the sequel of this is about Alex Roy's breaking of this time. Gotcha. Um, in in is now Alex comes. Roy not American? Uh, no, he is. But his his family, I think, is from Europe. I think okay. in Germany. 
Is he a bald dude? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of him. He's got like a lot of like, looks like Polish stuff all over him or something. So he, his car had this whole um, po- German police element to mm-hmm. it. He would okay. hide as a German police car, like designed as a German police car. I see. So like if the cops see it, they're like, oh, we're not going to pull it over. It's a German police car. Yeah. There is an element of creating a character in all of this and in, in embodying a personality. So right. here comes my buddy, Ed Bullion, who I reached out to after he broke the record in 2013 okay with his co-driver dave black and a passenger named dan huang so they made a trip of 28 hours 50 minutes in a cl55 mercedes outfitted with extra fuel tanks all the countermeasures you could need uh the best probably strategy on how to do this for real yeah i mean You really need to put this into perspective. 28 hours and 50 minutes across the country is absolutely insane. Yeah. You're going, you're, you're going 140, 150 miles an hour at times. Well, it's sustained at a hundred plus probably I would imagine. They averaged a hundred miles an hour across the entire country. And I don't mean that is so absurd. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around because as you're doing this, you kind of notice that even if you touch a top high speed, it's really not going to change your time in the long, like a 3,000 mile race, a nearly 3,000 mile race. Yeah. You need to sustain these speeds to right. really cut into the time. So to average 100 miles an hour, and you, you really need to, you need to put times up there at 120, 125. So when they're out in the like, desert, yeah. in the middle of the night, you know, two, two o'clock in the morning, there's nothing going on. You're tired. Yeah. You're just flying still. And it, it's, it's pretty absurd. Um, I don't want to get you too off track, but like, Okay, so they obviously were super breaking the law. Mm. What is the offshoot of that when they claim that they did the, have this record now? So, um, are the cops not just like, oh well? So Ed waited one year to release his data. Okay, he released a picture that he had done it. He was very involved in the community. There wasn't really a, a thought that he didn't do this. Um, Alex Roy had different thoughts. Sure. Uh, he thought just because this number is so absurd yeah, and to cut into like to, to set that, that, that pace, I can understand him being like, I don't really believe it yet, but you know, if anyone's going to do it, Ed, Ed was going to do it. Uh-huh. So, um, so Ed broke it and waited one year and then released his data. There was a Jalopnik article, Jalopnik say, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Jalopnik, it's like a publication. They talk about automotive, but they have other elements. It's, it used to be under Gawker, but Gawker's gone now. Yes. Now it's one of those sites. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so he had a article come out about him that sort of documented everything. And I, th- I think the way he did that was really smart, not yeah. just try to blast out as much from possible, but he had a nice um, uh, connection with uh, Dan DeMuro, who's an okay. automotive journalist or yeah. YouTuber. Uh and, and and they really did a good story, a good job telling the story. And he, after he broke the record, I think it, he really kind of showed that anybody could could do this. Um, but it also just kind of excited people about who who, lo- who loved cars. Yeah. So there has definitely been a lot more interest to, since 2013. There is something called the C2C Express. Yes. Which is what I did this last weekend. C2C 2019. That's right. Um. So much fun. There were, it was the last year they're running it. It was the, you know, 40 years since 1979, since the last running of the real cannonball run. And so it was like a 40 year anniversary event. We had almost 40 cars doing it. 
with you know somewhere between two two and four people in each car. Okay. Um, and the race organizer, I, I thought he made a really good choice in making it so that the rules were there were rules in this. The rules were having an era specific car, an era to to the 1970s. So people brought old muscle cars. A lot of these guys are really good mechanics and they, they fully built their cars over the last like two months. Oh, wow. One guy had had pulled, the guy who won pulled um, his car out of like underneath a palm tree, just like a shell and rebuilt it, put in a huge engine, built everything about it over two months. Like, I mean, it's, it's that's literally, crazy. it's, it's pretty nuts. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, just from a engineering standpoint and that's, sure. and that's, what's really fun about this whole event is that, yeah, the, the drive is interesting, but also the, the car setup, the strategy, uh, the community aspect, like Ed has done a really good job of creating like a nice competitive, but f- f- family community. So is Ed, like, I'll is help Ed and, the guy Yeah, around there? Ed is, yeah. Ed is one of the, uh, like the Mount Rushmore guys. Gotcha. Um, and so people come to Everybody him Everybody knows like, him when he shows up. Then. Yeah. Okay. So he has like little tips that people have. Like if you really wanted to do this for real, like don't waste your time on that or, you know, think about a car this way. One element that he really brings up that people don't talk about as much as just like pure comfort yeah take making sure that you don't set your car up in a way that it really sucks to be in for that long because yeah. if you start to just drain yourself you won't be able to drive that fast and for i know for ed safety is like a probably the number one thing on his list you have to do this safely yeah. if, you, if you do this unsafely you're breaking the, the spirit of it right um so you first be safe and so a part of that is you know sleep a lot be comfortable make sure that you're aware and ready to drive yeah um so he's been really good at fostering the community and kind of sharing his expertise that he's learned kind of going after this record. Okay. Um, so this last weekend, I went with Ed to Darien, Connecticut. We uh, there was we were supposed to have an ambulance that was supposed to be a replica from the the movie in the 1980s, yeah. and, and it just didn't get together. Uh, couldn't work. Um, mechanical failures and the rest. So it just wasn't going to be feasible. So the ambulance never reached Darien. Okay. So when we got there, you didn't we, have a car. we didn't have a car. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm filming interviews and, and, and kind of being a cameraman, so to speak. And since the, the car didn't arrive, the ambulance didn't arrive, they needed like a third driver. So I was like, well, kind of knew this was going to happen. So I, I prepared for it. I kind of I right. was well, on the fence about going and not going. But And so originally the plan was you might ride in the car to Columbus or Indianapolis, get out, fly to LA, finish some other interviews when you got out there. Yeah, that was one of the ideas. Yeah, I'd ride right. for a little bit, get out and fly. And then we got a text on like Thursday afternoon that you're getting in the car on Friday at midnight, Saturday at midnight. Yeah. And doing the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so happy. This, this guy sitting across the table from me, he's back. He'll, his back will lock up on a four hour drive and he decided <laughs> to get into a 92 Lexus sedan. Yeah. So we found on <laughs> Craigslist or, uh, Craigslist or Facebook marketplace, a 1992 LS 400, mm-hmm. uh, Lexus. It looks like in pretty good shape. It was actually a very nice car. Um, how many we, miles were on it? We bought it, it for 1500 bucks. I think, I think like a little more than a hundred thousand. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, it's yeah. actually, we found out that the car would have sold better actually out in California. Yeah. And it just wasn't in a place where you could really get that much for it. So I think we actually, if we'd really tried, we probably could have sold it for like four or five grand out in LA. Yeah, turn a little profit on it. Uh, turn a little profit on it. But one of the co-drivers purchased the car and yeah. he wanted it. And that was finally, Ed and I didn't want it. Like, I don't, yeah. what am I going to do with this thing? No. Um, so that was our home for, for this trip. Yeah. And uh, so we set it up with... Uh, Two GPSs, uh, laser scanner. Um, laser scanner is that for like a radar? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. one. 
Uh, there were two. We had yeah. a la- laser scanner, and we also had a um, just a radar. Um, I forget what the thing was. My head's a little yeah. cloudy right it's now, right. a little hazy. But uh, yeah, basically two radar detectors, okay. focusing on different types of of detection that cops use. Yeah. And I was actually really surprised about how good they were um, yeah. at picking up different frequencies. And and when they would it, when those things would start going when off, hit you would slow down. Yeah, I had never been in a off. car before with them going on. Yeah. And yeah, when they start. Whoa, 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 you're yeah. like whoa, and and when you're really out, when you're far out west, yeah, they start working for miles. Yeah, so you you have time to like really slow down, almost yeah. an awkward amount of time before you reach it. You start not believing. You it. start not believing yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, we what we. How did you guys take off Friday? So this was Friday going into Saturday, right? So Saturday yeah. mid Saturday twelve a.m. Yeah. Got, what time did you guys leave? We left at one thirteen in the morning. Okay. Uh, we took some naps before, like we got dinner, uh, took a couple hour nap, woke up, packed up you know fuel yeah um all that you know we changed all the tires we did our you know yeah. normal basic Due stuff diligence. but you know there was probably some stuff wrong with the car uh it just is what it is we were kind of thinking if something happened to it, we just pull over and try to get fixed or yeah. get a different car or whatever mm-hmm. uh so many people so many people had like catastrophic mechanical failures to their cars did anybody get hurt Nobody no. got hurt. I think there was one accident that wasn't the person's fault. Yeah. Maybe, and it was like a non-issue. It was yeah. like a, a total fender bender thing. Um, but I'm, but I'm really not even clear on that. Any speeding tickets? Yeah, multiple speeding tickets from people, but not as many as you'd think. And how like how fast were they going when they got pulled? Uh, not some, a, not fast enough to get put in jail. Right, they yeah. talked him down. Okay, um, but like 25 over, yeah. like high. Yeah, uh, and then they were like, oh, well, we'll give you an 11 to 20 over. You know, a lot of once you get out of uh, the East Coast states, like the West Coast states and these ones with big highways, like this is not an uncommon occurrence for somebody to go flying through maybe yeah. with like 110 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah. And an um, old jalopy. Yeah. And an old jalopy. And, uh, and so the cops kind of see this and a lot of it, they just want to get paid. Yeah. You know, but there are certain some cops, they'd go after you. Right. A um, little pre- little side note here. There there was a fund set up to support uh cops and yeah. support um uh you know giving money to, to cops that have, have been killed in the line of duty and, and precincts that have been killed in the line of duty so i know it's kind of like an odd thing to, to be like running an illegal race but at least we're supporting cops in some way and there were even three cops that did the race with us there was like one team of cops uh that did it so they, that was kind of interesting and yeah. it, man there was at the end of it there was like a whole awards ceremony people getting all teary-eyed yeah. and like it's pretty um, right, there was a real family here. Let's, Anyways. uh, let's incriminate you a little bit. Okay. What was your top speed when you were driving? My top speed. I don't uh, lie. <laughs> you can everyone hear my beard. Yeah. My beard. Well, from you're the, trying to change the subject. Yeah. It was like 75 miles per hour. Well, well, I mean, we pretty much do this <laughs> podcast for 30 people, yeah. like five of which are like my family. Okay, so. All right, fine. Don't no, say. no, I, I will. Um, cause I mean, it's not like if, even if I wasn't driving, I was in the car. Um, our top speed was 137. Yeah. Which is very fast. That is very fast. Uh, I probably did like 120. Um, definitely hung around like averaging 100 out in like the West. Yeah. I'm not one. I'm not one. I'll be proud. Like I've had a lot of speeding tickets uh, over my <laughs> day. I think. I think when we first like we're pledging Sigma Chi, like that was like it was like say something interesting about yourself. And I was like, I've had nine speeding. I don't know why I gave myself a southern accent. Yeah. I've had nine nervous over there. Yeah. Your parents are gonna know how. I've fast had you're nine speeding now. tickets or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely touched some high speeds, but it wasn't anything. I never did anything that I didn't feel safe doing. Um, and you're just driving in a straight line. Yeah. Like you're pretty much just drag racing straight forward. Um, you're not like cur- you're driving around curves 100 miles an hour yeah, in this yeah, car. Yeah. 
Uh, and you're not like driving by people at these rates either. Right. So like big stretches where maybe you, you go in between two packs of traffic where yeah. you go from one pack behind, hit 125 and like reach the next pack ahead of you on a yeah. really fast highway. And that's sort of the way it was. Gotcha. Um, so like even like the slowdown, we didn't slow down from 137 by like slamming on the brakes. It was like a coast down to like the normal speed limit. Yeah. And you're not going that fast for the whole time. You're you you hit patches of traffic where it's like you could do everything you can to aggressively move beyond somebody, but it's not going to change your time. Yeah, because you then hit the next car ahead of them and ahead of them and ahead of them. So just just hang back, relax, chill, just drive normal. Yeah, and that was probably the majority of the race. Right, um, was sort of that. The difference is is the endurance of staying up this long. Yeah, uh, like sitting in the front seat with the other person, like giving them stuff to talk about. Uh, so was that was the shift uh, driver, passenger awake, guy in the back snoozing? Yeah, we gotcha. we did that. We did driver moves to back seat, yeah. back seat moves to shotgun, shotgun moves to driver, and we did that exact that exact pattern. The oh, entire so time. You, you don't wake up and drive immediately. You got to give give yourself some time to wake up. Is yeah. that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and and you're not you're spotting for cops and stuff, but like the yeah. radar detectors are good. Um, well, it's mostly so that well, somebody else is awake and the guy didn't fall asleep. Probably there's that, but nobody really. Um, you're not dr- trying to drive when you're when you're tired, yeah. uh, and if you feel tired, like get out of the seat. You know, like it's not. You don't need to like put us all at risk or anything, right? Uh, so we were very good about that. Um, That's good. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the one the one thing the one element that I think is actually the thing that makes this that gives you the ability to go faster in the modern day yeah is Waze the app Waze yeah. so Waze is like when when Ed did his run in 2013 I don't think Waze existed I doubt it so he had spotter cars that were ahead and they, he could you know feed back information and be like oh there's a cop at mile mark or whatever on this highway so be sure to slow down and you know the highway cops like that's usually all they have patrolling that area and then right. the next precinct would have different highway patrols right so you would know if there's a cop there so you can pretty much just like freely drive as fast as you want through here now you maybe you just get unlucky you get a cop like going home or something yeah that could easily happen right um but with ways you have other wazers on the road <laughs> Jeez, you have other wazers on the road that are uh you know giving yourself information yeah that you feel really good about like right. oh police up ahead or a car on the side of the road and all that type of stuff so from that aspect you get a lot of information when there are fewer people like in the middle of the night you don't have as much just information so the ways doesn't work as well but yeah. you're in the middle of the night there aren't as many cops it is what it is so right. you just you kind of put the put the pedal to the metal and go sweet so we uh we did i'll pull up our time um we did 35 hours 55 minutes which is i find very respectable yeah um yeah it's really good we well, had and, a top and, speed and of 137 it, like, going as going as fast as you were for as long as you were and you're still eight hours off of the record right <laughs> eight or well, nine hours 30, off the record 35 55 so it's called 36, 36 28 to call it 29 yeah. okay yeah yeah seven hours off the record yeah yeah and to think i was i mean what was really cool about it is just you're, I'm in the car with Ed and like Ed's like the current record holder. I don't really understand how I got into this like situation. Yeah. <laughs> like there definitely is. just like, how did I get here? Kind right. of thing. Um, but man, it was so cool. And the, so the guy who did ride, who rode with us was, um, this guy, Matt Davis. He, um, 
dresses up as Captain Chaos from the original 1981 movie. Yes. And so uh, different times in this whole event, uh, he would dress up as Captain Chaos. When it, I encourage everyone to Google what Captain Chaos looks like. He's a total... Just a funny looking yeah. guy in a cape with like a thing over his head. Is he the same size as this guy? I mean, it's a complete identical. Really? He's, I mean, he is the exact character. He's been doing this for like five years. And so, so the original idea was for Ed to play the doctor. Yeah. Uh, the other, the mechanic was going to play Burt Reynolds. Okay. And, and then Captain Chaos was going to be Captain Chaos. And so right. they were going to, you know, ride the, do, do the cannonball. So it's, it's just hilarious. So yeah, 137 max speed, 83 mile an hour moving average, 79 mile an hour overall average. Yeah. Um, we stopped for an hour and 30 minutes total. Moving time was 34 hours, 25 minutes. Total time, 35 hours, 55 minutes. We finished. This was the coolest part of the trip. Ed has created some relationships with some cops through, through supporting some of these uh, foundations these nonprofits. So when we were pulling into California, he called a, a friendly cop and was like, hey, do you want to come give us a police escort into the Portofino? And the guy, unfortunately, was was working, but he, he said, call this other guy. He's working. I think he'll do it. So we're getting off the highway and, and he's like, all right, get off on this exit and flash your lights at the cop on the side of the road and I'll pull out in front of you and I'll give you guys a police escort in. Yeah. It was, I got these guys were nice enough to give me the final shift. That's awesome. So I got to drive like through the highways in California going kind of fast and then pulling over, like getting this cop and he pulls out, like turns on his sirens, turns on his lights, like takes us through red lights, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, all the way to the Portofino. And you're just like, you're, you're just on cloud nine when you get there. You're, you're just, you're in this haze. You've been in a car for this long with these guys. You're doing this thing that is so meaningless. Yeah. Uh, but now this cop is, escorting you it's almost like you've been dodging these guys the entire time and right. now all of a sudden they're like they give you a little like they give you a little clap you know it's like welcome right. um just absolutely amazing experience that's cool yeah that's awesome so you slept at all are you caught up or not not quite uh i'm not like that bad yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that out of it but uh i think once like if i put my head down like i'll immediately go to sleep yeah i do really this is kind of odd i do want to go for like a run just to like <laughs> okay uh just give myself some pump my blood a little bit yeah um but yeah that is the uh the cannonball run. Wow, this picture of me is 4,341 likes on this thing of our picture. Oh, really? Ed has a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Uh, like his like YouTube channel has almost, channels. yeah, it's like, it's going on a million subscribers. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Well, cool, man. Uh, sounds like an awesome experience. Super happy you got to do that. I yeah. Know, that's been something you've been talking about for a while. I'm, uh, I'm going to post a time lapse. I took a, a I yeah. nearly took a full time lapse <laughs> of the entire trip. Um, it's like a minute and 45 long. It's a picture every 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, gotcha. And so for a time lapse that long with a 30 second yeah. limit, that's, it's kind of crazy. For it to be a minute and a half long. Or yeah. Long. Yeah. It's yeah. Long. Like a minute 42. That wasn't even the whole trip you said. No, I, yeah. we didn't really start it until um, about a third of the way through. I wasn't sure if we were, I didn't know the exact setup, what we were going to be having. So I didn't know if we were going to be able to set up the GoPro to just be easily doing, right. uh, doing, it, doing it like that, but right. it ended up working out. Awesome. Took footage of the, the car. Um, more stuff on this t is to come. Yeah. Uh, I wrote this movie that I fully intend on on making, and doing this experience is giving me a newfound viewpoint on it. It's awesome, and uh, and I'm really excited for it. Well, cool. Thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see all the footage. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We'll do yeah. like a, a daily's run. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Show everybody.
All right, that's going to do it for episode 21. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit longer of an episode, but I know that you wanted to share all that. I wanted to hear all of it. Yeah. I think it'd be, it, was, it was a I'll cool experience. I'll give you experience. some backstory, other stories that I didn't want to give on this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will tell you immediately, Mrs. Pelican. All right. Thanks Love so much you, for listening. Sorry, uh, I didn't tell you about this. You didn't even tell her. I didn't go through exactly what I was doing. And then I stupidly yeah. told him before in case, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think my sister was probably mad at me. Oh, well, that's like when I went skydiving. I called my grandmother right before I went skydiving. I was like, I'm going skydiving. I'm, goodbye. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> Just worry about me. I'm glad you're worried. Right. Anyway. Everything's fine. Um, everything's fine. We're good. This episode will drop when you find it on your phone. There's no point in telling you it's going to drop on Friday. It'll drop four days from now. Everybody knows it comes out Friday morning. Yeah, at which, case, at which point it won't, you'll be hearing it and it'll be Friday, so you'll know it's out. It's out. There's no point in me telling you that this is going to drop in four days. But I just did it anyway. Have a great uh, weekend. Go dogs. Go dogs. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.